Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. Today, we're gonna talk about how to get elephants out of the room. And this is actually pertaining to interviews. And there are three of the most common elephants that I've heard in my career, and I've heard them hundreds of times from my clients. And so let's dispel the myths. Let's talk about how to address them and let's get started. So the first one is you were laid off or furloughed. Maybe the second one, you were fired. Or the third one, you actually left the job due to toxic environment, toxic boss, whatever it was. You left because it was sucking out your soul is basically what we're saying here. And all three of these would be, you know, really detrimental in terms of your career. Or are they? And I don't believe they are. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So in interviews, many people tell me, I'm terrified to answer the question, why did you leave your job? Because I was fired. I was laid off. I'm currently furloughed or I left due to a toxic environment, or I want to leave because I'm in a toxic environment, right? None of us want to talk about bad things, right? If you go on a first date with someone and they tell you about all the horrible things that have happened to them in their life and their past marriage and how crazy the people were that they dated, you're running out the door, right? Well, the same is also true of interviews. If you go to an interview and you're like, my boss was so terrible and I was fired because I am a horrible human being, um, obviously they're not going to call you back. Now, I'm joking here because nobody does that, but that's what we think it feels like when we're sitting there and our palms are sweaty. Sometimes, you know, we're sweating from other areas of our body. We're just so nervous about how to answer these questions. So what I want to talk about first and foremost is whether you've been laid off or furloughed, whether you've been fired, you're leaving or you did leave for a toxic environment, I want you to know that these five things are not true of you. They are not true. The first one is you are not a bad person. So I hear so many people say, well, I feel like this makes me look like I'm a bad person. So I don't know about you, but I make mistakes all the time. I am not a mistake. So let's get that clear first and foremost. Maybe you made a mistake. Maybe your company downsized. That has nothing to do with you. If you got furloughed, most likely that has nothing to do with you. Companies downsize all the time. That has nothing to do with you. If you were fired, while it might have something to do with what you did, 
it is not fundamentally who you are. So I don't want you to think that because you made a mistake that got you fired, that you are that person forever and ever. And, you know, from that, I will tell you the same with the toxic environment. What I will say about the toxic environment is what most people think is that, oh, if I've been laid off, fired, left due to a toxic environment, I must be, leading to the second one, hard to work with. No, not necessarily. Not at all are you hard to work with. You were in an environment that was hard to be in. You know, it's funny, I love the quote, and I have no idea who said this, but flowers just bloom, right? They don't look around and say, well, my flower is different than others or whatever. They just bloom. They just do what they're supposed to do. They bloom. But why does a flower bloom? Because it's in the right environment. And I believe that you are potentially in the wrong environment if you were fired or in a toxic relationship with your workplace. And there's nothing wrong with that. That does not mean that everywhere you go, you will be hard to deal with. That means where you were was not where you were supposed to grow. So I want to lead to the third one, which is I am worthless. I hear that a lot. I must be worthless if I was fired, if I was laid off, or I left. Because here's the thing about the toxic workplace. If you are somewhere for 90 days, I don't care where it is, you start to wear the place in your skin. And if it's a great place, if it's a happy environment where you're supported and loved and cared for, whether this be a home life, whether this be a workplace, you start to wear your environment. It's You slump your shoulders if you're in an environment that is not a great place. You get a little pit in your stomach. And you start to believe whatever you're surrounded by. And if it's a growth environment, then wow, you become so confident, so excited, so on fire for your abilities, your value to the organization. But the other is true too. If somebody tells you every single day that you are not good at your job, that you are not a fit, you are not a leader, you are not, 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 you are less than, you are not what we need. That starts to eat at your soul. I don't care who you are that eats at you. So I want you to know that you are worth more than where you are. And there's a really good chance that the people you're surrounded by don't value the things that you are actually incredibly talented at. This has happened to me on so many occasions. I have always really cared about people and cared deeply for anyone who was on my team. And there were times in my life where I was a terrible leader, but I didn't sleep because of that. I was trying to figure things out. And that's a whole other podcast episode. But I will tell you that I care deeply about anyone under my counsel, whatever that is. And because of that, in roles where that was not deemed a positive, I got, you should not you shouldn't be focused on this. You need to focus on the numbers. What? You don't get the numbers without the people. So 
you know, wrong environment, right? I was not going to bloom in an environment like that. And I was fully aware of that. So I left. And wow, my value is worth so much more than an environment that doesn't see what my gifts and talents are. Something else you may believe about yourself if you fall in these categories is you're not a hard worker. Oh my goodness, that's not true at all. It is so not true. I have a feeling that you're an incredibly hard worker, but here's the thing, especially if you're in a toxic environment and sometimes when you get fired, the expectations for the role were never clearly laid out. And because of that, weak bosses and weak environments blame the employee and not the leader. So you can work hard, but if you are going down the wrong direction because your boss never explained to you what it was that you're supposed to be doing in the first place, then yeah, you're probably going to get let go. But that doesn't mean that you didn't work hard every day until that happened. I don't want to say that you have no blame here because I'm a huge fan of 100% accountability. And I want to talk about that when we, when we move forward as to how to address these things. But I really think it's important to talk about what you're not before we go into this. So the final thing, the fifth thing that you are not, you are not in a Nathaniel Hawthorne story. <laughs> now, if you don't know who that is, it's from The Scarlet Letter. Nathaniel Hawthorne wrote The Scarlet Letter. And if you know anything about The Scarlet Letter, first of all, I love reading. I hated that book. It was just dry and boring to me. There's like an entire chapter that described a tree, and I just really did not embrace it. Maybe it's because of the age I was when I read the story. I'm not sure. I just was not a fan. But I think a lot of us take took that story to heart, and we think we're in a Nathaniel Hawthorne story, meaning we were let go or we were furloughed, and now we're wearing the scarlet letter on our heart, on our chest, that's like, you were let go, you horrible human being, right? Nobody can see it. Nobody knows you were fired. Nobody knows that your boss was a horrible person that was you know, eating at your soul. Nobody knows that the company made some really bad financial decisions and had to let you go. Nobody knows that. You are not wearing that. When you go on an interview, whether it's through a Zoom call or you're actually physically walking into a building wearing a suit of some kind or some sort of business casual, you are not wearing any mistakes on your shirt or on your face. You're not. Everyone is human. So just remember that. And thank goodness that we are not having to read the Scarlet Letter. Um, I, I will recommend books to you all the time. I will not recommend that one. Um, so let's talk about, now that we know what you're not, let's talk about this interview, right? You're sitting in front of a recruiter, hiring manager. Um, you're sitting in front of the NHR manager. And inevitably they say, well, why did you leave your last position? Or why are you sitting in front of us today? And if they're not going to ask this, I want you to answer it anyway. And in my Market Me course, I actually give you several tools to not only answer this question, but also to address more forward thinking 
and really cement this fact. But I still want to give you some things here, a few things from the course right here for you. The first one is an interview is not a rearview mirror. An interview is actually a chance to drive a car forward. It feels like a rearview mirror, right? Because they'll say, when is a time that you did this? Or again, back to you know, what happened in your last role? What happened? Why did you leave XYZ company? And immediately you feel this urge to defend, right? You go into defense mode. Well, it was a really bad environment and the company fell apart and da, 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 da. All of those are victim answers, right? All of that is a victim answer. What I would rather you do is drive the car forward. It's something I call future pacing. Future pacing really sells you to people because I can tell you right now that I was divorced before and I can tell you stories about that marriage. But what I would rather share with you is what I learned from it and how I have spent the last 13 years of my life making my life better and creating a beautiful marriage with my current husband. Wouldn't you care more about that? Probably, right? Well, this is exactly the same. These people are proposing to you, right? They want to work with you, which is very similar to marriage. So how are you going to drive the car forward? So here are three things. When they ask you those questions, here are three things that you can do to answer. First, you quickly say, the company lost money and I was laid off. Or, I was laid off. Laid off, you can say laid off when you were fired. There's nothing wrong with that. Nobody can legally go and see anything that happened to you in that job. Unless you did something illegal and you served jail time, that's on your record, not necessarily something they would find in your business life. They would find it from your criminal record. So if you were fired from an organization, the organization legally cannot tell them that you were fired. They will just say, Fred Smith worked here from January 20th, 2019 to you know February 5th of 2020. I don't know, something like that. That's all they're going to say. So what I would rather you do is talk about that as fast as you possibly can. Well, I was, I was laid off in February of 2020. And that experience taught me blah, 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 blah. What did you learn? What did you learn from the experience? Forward pacing, my friend. It's going to make a big difference. How will you show up differently? So what did you learn? How are you going to show up differently? Meaning that experience taught me to always have my skills at the ready and Since then, I have gotten up to speed on ABC, and I'm excited because your company does this and that and the other. See how you're future pacing? I've gotten my skills up on this. I love technology. I'm all about it. I've spent the time doing this, and I'm excited to dive deeper into this information. And Again, I'm actually leading to the third one. How is this going to benefit the company? It's really hard for me to answer these three questions without not just putting them all together, which is the whole point. What did you learn? How will you show up differently? And how will this benefit the company that you're sitting in front of? So we're not going to badmouth the company that you came from. 
the bad boss that you had, the bad financial decisions they made, whatever happened, it's not about them. It's about you. How did you rise to the occasion? What did you learn? How will you show up differently? And how will this benefit the company? Now, if you want to go deeper with me, which I would love for you to, to go all the way down this rabbit hole and come up with a final interview plan where not only have you cemented this, but you will put yourself as the front runner for the final interview, which is key. You want to be the front runner in that final interview. I call it the mic drop. I want to teach you this. Get on the wait list for my course, Market Me. In the show notes, you will find the wait list. You can go to Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U.com, and you can join my wait list there as well. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.